0: Welcome to the Jenny Carlson show this week. I am thrilled to be joined by two fellow sports columnists who have been covering Texas football for a combined 527 years. Okay. Maybe not that long, but no one knows the Longhorns better than Kirk Bowles and Cedric Golden. The Austin American Statesman columnist will talk about the Texas run defense going against Ollie Gordon and why Steve Sarkeesian has been able to get the Longhorns back to a point where they're now a playoff contender. But before we get to that, I wanna say a word of thanks to these sponsors for supporting The Jenny Carlson Show. Oklahoma Ford Dealers, Two Fellows Movers, MidFirst Bank, the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, FireLakeJobs.com, NextGen Roofing, 988 Oklahoma's Mental Health Lifeline. And remember, drive into your best in Oklahoma Ford dealers today for the best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. Also, if you're thinking about moving, let's face it, a box of pizza and a case of beer just don't work like they used to. Nobody wants to help you move. But we know two fellas that love moving. At Two Fellas Moving Company, we offer free no-strings quotes for your move. With over 20 years experience, we've pretty much moved it all. Our services don't end up moving either. Need to do some remodeling or spring cleaning? We have you covered with dumpster rentals and junk haul services. Remember, quotes are free and there are no strings attached. you're moving in oklahoma make sure to call the fellas visit twofellas.com for your free quote today well it is big 12 championship week osu versus texas and there's absolutely no one or no one's better at talking about the longhorns than longtime austin american statesman sports columnist kirk bowles and cedric golden kirk just celebrated 50 years at the statesman oh my gosh
1: i'm a dinosaur what can you say
2: I know, Zen, young, I know I know younger dinosaurs.
0: Said <laughs> you're just a pup compared to that. Twenty four now into twenty five football seasons. The Statesman. I mean, you're you're half a Kirk.
2: I am half of Kirk in in longevity and and three of Kirk in poundage. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, if you can't tell, the best thing about this show this week is going to be talking to my friends. I have known you guys basically since I started in Oklahoma City, maybe even before. But we don't, I mean, we obviously, we covered OU Texas game this year, but we don't always get to cover the Big 12 games together. This is a rarity, guys. It was 18 the last time Texas was there. That was against Oklahoma. Now they're back. So let's talk about this Texas team. How how good is this bunch? I mean, I, I assume not Vince Young, Texas good, but, I mean, is this a Colt McCoy good type of team? Said, let's start with you.
2: That's a really good question. Um I think, well, they're obviously, in my opinion, they're they're third if we're talking about those three teams uh, comparatively speaking. Uh, they do figure out how to win games, uh, but unlike those other teams, they seem to play to the competition. If they're playing a a mediocre team, they're they're they may play mediocre, you know. And and this fifty seven seven went over Tech uh, on Black Friday. Was basically a a statement that they're maybe over that, but they close calls against Wyoming, Houston, TCU uh, teams they should have worked. Uh, but they do have star power, uh, particularly on defense with Tavondre Sweat. Kirk and I both agree that he's the best player on the team, and it's been a while since you can say a defensive player is the best player on the Longhorns. Maybe all the way back to to Casey Hampton. So that's our Derek Johnson. That's been a minute. So, uh, we like, we like covering them. They're, they're a fun watch, but you kind of never know what you're going to get with them.
0: Well, I can say the same about Oklahoma state, Uh, Kirk, you've, you've seen these, uh, (laughs) these longhorns. What, what, what's the secret sauce? I mean, winning when they need to, obviously that's been important, but what, what makes this a a good longhorn team?
1: It's, It's got balance, Jenny. It's good on both sides of the ball. you got a great special teams. You know, the kicker, Burt Auburn, missed five field goals all year, and he's made 19 straight. The school record was 15, and so he's blown past that. Xavier Worthy, electric punt returner, uh, All-American candidate as a punt returner. Keelan Robinson had a 95-yard kickoff return, and they got a great punter. So that's a big, Part of winning these uh, close games that Cedric just talked about, but and it's very balanced. They're good on offense, they're good on defense. They're almost a guarantee to score thirty points or more every game unless they're playing in Iowa State, uh, apparently. But uh, and their defense—it's the best defensive line they've had in probably twenty years. Uh, now their pass defense—a little bit of an Achilles' heel,
2: hmm.
1: and that's probably where uh, they're most vulnerable. But I don't know if that's oklahoma state's best strength so that might balance out a little bit
0: yeah this seems like to me when we're talking about the matchup and and we'll we'll dive into it a little bit more later but it feels like it's sweat and the and the run defense against ollie gordon kirk that it's a it's a big time matchup because i feel like You know, we've seen Ollie Gordon have great games, but we know that UCF held him to 25 yards. I mean, this Texas run defense has been stingy at times this year.
1: Yeah, it really has. They've only given up, I think it's uh, uh, 200-yard runners. And one of them was Dylan Gabriel that we saw in Dallas. And uh, Harrison Whaley from Wyoming went over 100. And uh, I think, uh, and even the one, he went over 100. He went for 110, Jenny. For Wyoming, a very good running back. Then he had a knee injury. He had 110 yards. 62 came on one play. Ah. The other 17 carries, he averaged two yards a carry. And that's what I think Gordon's probably, obviously he's got the capability to do that. And I'll be shocked if he doesn't break one long one uh, Saturday at, uh, at Jerry World. So, uh, But they've been great at stuff in the run. Uh, they're fifth in the nation. And Ollie Gordon has scored, what, 2,000 touchdowns?
0: <laughs> or uh, just, just uh, short, short of that, but a lot, yes.
1: Yeah, he's got twenty and eight in the last two games, and I expect they'll do a pretty good job corralling him. But he's going to break loose for some, and wouldn't surprise me if he breaks a long one to get a hundred yards. But uh, he's probably going to have to get a lot of those yards on the perimeter if he can get outside.
0: He, he kind of reminds me, said, of some running backs we've seen play for Texas. I mean, he's big and physical and fast and. I know he's been a challenge to a lot of teams, but I mean, Texas, I mean, they've seen guys like this, but man, he looks like he could be a longhorn running back.
2: He does. And uh, before we, before we got on the show, we were talking about Cedric Benson, the late Cedric Benson. And he kind of reminds me of said B because he stays low behind his pads, finishes off runs. And we were asking some of the Texas defensive players about him in any time you hear a defensive player goes, "Oh, he likes to get downhill." That is the ultimate compliment. That means that they know their hands are full with him because he's he's running between the tackles. We didn't even know who he was. Um, Kirk and I were we were we were at the yard house in Arlington, and that was Texas OU week. Remember, Duck?
1: And oh, they yeah. had the
2: game on. It was it was K State, State, and Oklahoma Absolutely. State. And we had all picked K-State, of course. And this guy is just r- trucking people, running past them, shaking them, juking them. And I'm like, uh, who the hell is this? And I think that was his coming out party, Jen. I think that's when, I think that's when the mullet decided we're going to give him the ball. And we're gonna, we're, our fortunes are going to rest with this guy. And, and what, what you've seen since then is history. He's a grown man. Playing, playing a college football game, and it's going to be fun to watch. He's he's probably of all the guys I've seen this year, he's the one that I'm most looking forward to seeing live because I've seen the highlights. I want to see him live. Taj Brooks last last week was really good, but I think this guy's better.
1: He yeah. he should win the running back heisman.
0: Yeah,
1: the if Dope had, Walker category. Oh. Yeah, exactly. He's that good.
0: It's interesting because his numbers are actually not as good as uh, uh, Chuba Hubbard, who was a standout running back for Oklahoma State a couple years ago. But, guys, it seems like to me he's got the highlights when it comes to the Doak Walker. I mean, you guys, like I said, you've seen some great running backs at Texas, and those guys got the numbers. But if you get the highlights, that really puts you in a different, a different level. Like that jump to score the touchdown in the second overtime last wow. week against BYU. That's the type of stuff voters love.
2: Oh,
1: yeah. He's had some Heisman moments, no question about that. What well, the question I'd have is, the first three games they barely used him. I think he totaled 109 yards, <clears throat> and now he's got fifteen hundred eighty. I mean, what took my Gundy so long?
0: Yeah, well, you could say that about Oklahoma State in general. Those first three games were not reminiscent of what we've seen out of the Cowboys since then. So out of
2: Alabama, I was like, I was looking at the score that weekend. I go. They got it was it thirty three to six, Jen?
0: Hey, what
2: 33 thirty three to seven? Yeah, thirty three to seven. And I'm and it said USA. I go, did they just play the national team? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm sitting there going USA. And then it was South Alabama, and that was in Stillwater. Yes, it's befuddling. Yeah, uh, what happened there? I mean, you tell us.
0: Now that was one of the worst losses I've seen by any team I've covered ever. I mean that was they were dominated that day, guys. And uh, said you mentioned our friend the mullet a little bit ago and and I think what happened is they realized they had to start running the ball. They had to get rid of some of the RPO game so they could get uh, Ollie Gordon running downfield better. I mean they've they've really simplified the offense. I don't know if that's that. I don't know if that wins the game against a Texas run defense that's as good as they are. But that was a big turnaround for Oklahoma State, and I'm curious. As we talk about Mike Gundy, we got to talk about Steve Sarkeesian because obviously, guys, he was brought in to get Texas back to this point. They're not yet in the playoff. I think they've got a chance. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But to get them back to 11 and one, playing in the Big 12 title game, what do you guys think? is the biggest moment or, or the biggest factors for Sark to get this team now looking like they're maybe the Texas of old.
1: Yeah, he finally got the roster he wanted. He wasn't happy with the roster that Tom Herman left him. He had something like 19 receivers. You know, that's not exactly how you go into the SEC. So, you know, he's made no bones about it. He wants large human beings, and he's got them. And I think the offensive line, defensive line, two biggest keys, you know, to uh, this football team. And that's how you're going to win in the SEC. That's how you're going to win big time football. And and that and the quarterback. you got to have a really good, reliable, if not outstanding quarterback if you're going to be a CFP contender. So I think those two factors up front, both sides of the ball and Quinn Ewers, that quarterback has been
2: outstanding yeah but the number one thing is size he he always even before he even coached a game we gotta get bigger we gotta get bigger and i I think that the two lines is I mean, it's the most important facet of the game, and they're probably the guys that people talk the least about but but bigger is better in in football and uh, he'll take a big a big team over a fast team any day because you can you can find some skilled people and um, he speaks a lot about culture, Jen, and he he's fostering a a feeling of togetherness and unity in that locker room. Weeded out some bad apples that they didn't that did not share his vision. We saw the video of Bo Davis, his defensive line coach, cussing out guys, and a player actually leaked it to the media I'm presuming presumably a bad apple that that they got out of there and he got the buy in that he needed and you got to have players so Bijan Robinson he inherited Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson who are hmm. NFL running backs now and uh did a good job of recruiting top 5 class his first recruiting class was top 5 so uh he's checking a lot of boxes right now and Uh, The difference between a good coach and a great coach is is consistency. We'll see if he can keep this up. Uh, By all indications, he can. And uh, we we know his story is well documented. The USC thing, getting fired, the the, the drinking. He's thankful for a second chance, and he's making the most of it.
0: How much pressure was he under said? I mean, obviously, Texas wants to win like this every single year, but – I think there there had to be an appreciation for the it was going to take a minute. I mean, you you can't go from nineteen receivers to big defensive and offensive linemen overnight. But what was the pressure on Sark heading into this year three? Was it was it pretty high?
2: Yeah, yeah, thirteen and twelve, Jen. Yeah. thirteen and twelve in his first two seasons. That's 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 not getting it done at six mil a year, thirteen wins. So there were obvious questions about him and uh the team's inability to to hold on to second half leads lost the blue lead in Stillwater um Blue Lead in um Ames and Brees Hall famously said <clears throat> uh five star culture wins over five star players and uh you know they took that personally and so there's a lot of pressure on him and uh kudos to Kirk Bowles. the Osage said at the beginning of the season that they'd go 11 and 1 and they did, because Kirk Bowles said so. That's the only reason it happened. And I had him at nine and three because I'm realistic and smart. And um, so they they got it done and uh, relatively healthy. That helps. That yeah. always helps. Queen Yours missed some games, but they were able to keep the train on the tracks with Malik Murphy. And and so I, I love how he's constructed the team I love how the guys seem to really enjoy one another that's not always the case in football and um, you know none of this means anything if they don't win on Saturday I mean it's a big step forward this season but they have no interest in going back to San Antonio for the Alamo ball and I don't know that that would happen even with a loss but they definitely believe that they are a top four team and who can blame them they beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa by ten points.
0: Absolutely. Okay, Sage One. Why why did you think this was an eleven and one team before the season started? Like said said, thirteen and twelve the last two years. Why was eleven and one possible in your mind?
1: Well they had all the elements. Like I mentioned that balance and one thing that Sark says every press conference on Mondays and Saturdays after game is I love our versatility. We can win games in different ways you know, with special teams, on defense, making a stop, can outscore people, and they had a great quarterback, and a few of the things, the offensive line was a year older, came back intact, that was big, and then getting A.D. Mitchell, the transfer from Georgia, who'd scored touchdowns in every Georgia playoff win, and he shows up to balance and complement Xavier Worthy, so, you know, yeah, usually Xavier gets the double teams, but I don't think A.D. Mitchell's dropped a pass all year. It's according to Pro Football Focus, what I looked at oh, a week or two ago. So they just got better. They weren't they they weren't satisfied. They got more experience. They bought in. And it said said, this is a coach who never won ten games in a regular season mm-hmm. at Washington mm-hmm. or USC. Now Washington was a rebuild and he left USC earlier than he had planned. But you know, they haven't won 10 games in the regular season since 2009, Jenny. So they were yeah. starved. They were starved for it. And I think, as said said, he's really connected with these players uh, really well. And and said's written about the culture of, of the team and how it's shaped it. And uh, this week, Jenny, they mentioned how when they practice in the stadium, you know, they look to the uh, east side and they see those numbers for the national championship, the years. And 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 they want to be up there and winning Big Twelve championships. So it was yeah. a hungry team, and they're starved for this. And uh, they they're kind of playing with that old swagger, you know, that they yeah. used to have. But it's all moot if they don't get it done on Saturday, like said, said.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Let's say they do win. Let's say they they beat Oklahoma State. Um, obviously, there are some other games that are going to be played that have an impact on this. But is this a team that? Is CFP worthy? I think they are, but what what in your mind would 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 go into the committee saying yes to Texas and maybe no to some of these other teams that uh, are in the same
1: ballpark as them? Kirk, what do you think? Well, they got they got to have some help because you got five Power Five conferences, four of them have undefeated teams in, and if they went out, you know Texas is screwed and probably going to the Cotton Bowl or maybe to the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, we're hoping not San Antonio. We've been to San Antonio, uh, and, and and for God's sake, they beat Alabama on the road, right. and it right. drives me crazy, Jenny, when I listen serious radio and different stations said, well, that hey, was listen. a long that was a long time ago. We go, they played them and beat them when it was scheduled, okay, and only only Alabama gets rematches, you know, like when they did it with LSU. So I go so, that. You should get credit. And as an AP voter for 6,000 years, I give teams credit when they schedule big. You know, Georgia, Michigan played a bunch of, you know, cupcakes. And uh, and it worked for them. But they also, they have the name. And Texas hadn't been Texas in quite a while. So, I mean, the next four years, Jenny, Texas plays Michigan twice and Ohio State twice Mm -hmm. and, and some pretty decent teams in the SEC. So they're going to have that schedule advantage. So I think the fact that they beat Alabama, biggest non-conference win of the year, uh, I think they should get in. If one of these unbeaten beaten teams, probably Florida State, happens to stumble this weekend.
0: Yeah, said I know you wrote about what Steve Sarkeesian thinks about this earlier this week. Uh, statesman's dot com, by the way, if uh, if people want to go find y'all's work, I know it's it's out there, but. Um, yeah, I mean, he's saying, Hey, listen, you know, we feel like we're worthy. Um, I think a statement win might help on Saturday if they not only beat Oklahoma state, but beat them pretty handily. But I don't know. I mean, obviously a lot of different things going on here, but this feels like a team that could go and play in the playoff and do pretty darn well.
2: I think it's a team that nobody wants to play. Um, who's besides Ohio state, Who has Michigan beaten? Um, And, you know, and and Sarkeesian, you have to give him credit. He said, you know, Alabama was 52-1 and at the house. And they went in there and beat him by 10 points.
0: Came from behind, no less.
2: And and here's what people aren't talking about, Jen. They should have beat him here. They're one Ryan Watts sack away of Bryce Young from beating him here. On fourth down, he just came in too hot on his blitz, untouched. And Bryce Young did Bryce Young things. And made the play. So uh, I I just think that the Longhorns have a good resume. Um, I don't know if they need to smash Oklahoma State this weekend. They just need to beat them and hope Florida State loses. That's what I think. And I don't know if the committee has the stones to jump. Well, I guess they probably would. Ju- Alabama probably would jump them with a win over Georgia. It is Georgia. It is Georgia and you know and we're yet all Texas
0: run, beat them. Texas get, beat Bama. Yeah,
2: Texas beat Bama. beat Bama and it's 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 wrong on so many levels. And um I would hate to see that happen. Um I don't want to see two SEC teams in the top 4 either. Um I think that would be unfair to Texas. So um uh, like I told Kirk the other day if they don't get in, they're going to really rue the day they let Oklahoma off the hook in Dallas, they have that game, and they they went conservative defensively, and Dylan Gabriel made them pay and credit to Dylan Gabriel, who's a gamer uh but Texas had that game won and and didn't and didn't cover didn't uh, close the deal but i i I think that Texas is worthy uh don't know that they will get in, but I think they are just as good as those other five teams in front of them. Are and they you, know seven still and you know what guys if they're seven still right if,
1: if alabama wins and texas wins and they put the tie in over texas this section committee is going to reshape college football because they're going to send a message don't play anybody outside of your conference you know it works for everybody else at least florida state played lsu you know mm-hmm. and uh, and they have their annual game with florida but uh for the rest of them, it's like just a bunch of powder puffs. Don't play anybody. And that's terrible for the game. That's terrible yeah. for uh
2: the fans, the sport. But and it's but it's moot, Duck, with the twelve team playoff coming. I mean that
1: yeah, does but, help. And that but you know what? That's a good point, said. So it makes me think, are uh, we gonna see even less of these big intersectional games? Or maybe, okay, there are twelve of us that getting in. And yeah. you schedule that one team and, and uh, maybe you'll get a bump up. But it'll be really interesting what kind of message they send.
0: Yeah, for sure. The chaos in, that could ensue seems pretty high, depending on some yeah. of these results on, on Friday and Saturday. Um, as we're talking about Texas and how good they are and could they get into the playoff, Let's not forget OSU is nine and four against the Horns since Colt McCoy said goodbye to Austin. So this is a program Texas is facing on Saturday that seemingly has the Longhorns number. I mean, let's not forget that. What, what has to flip? I mean, obviously there's been some not good Texas teams involved in that, but there's nobody in the league that's been as good against Texas during that stretch of time than OSU. So what's got to change on Saturday?
2: I'll go first. Queen Yours got to play better against Oklahoma State. Nineteen of 49 last last year. That was That's not good. 30 incomplete passes in one game. And so it was easily his worst game. And and um the coach left him in there with a proven backup in Hudson card waiting in the wings. So uh if if anything, it showed faith in Quinn, but man, we were like, Man, you gotta bring the hook on Quinn yours. And the jury's still out jury's still out on Quinn yours. Um, he was earlier this year, before the season, listed as the number eight overall pick in next spring's draft NFL draft. You're not seeing that anymore. Uh-huh. You don't see him as a top ten pick anymore with these with such a fat quad quality quarterback class that's coming out. So he's got a lot to prove and Duck asked him if he was coming back. He doesn't know if he's coming back. And they've got Arch Manning waiting in the wings. And so it's 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 an interesting interesting uh quandary or dilemma or whatever you want to call it brewing here. But he has to play better. He can't go nineteen of forty nine this week and they're not going to throw it forty nine times but I think Sarkeesian's kind of figured out that it's better to be more balanced and not to put so much on Quinn's shoulders because he uh, he's better, way better than he was last year. Proved that in Alabama. What a, what a great performance by him. But he's got to be better against Oklahoma State.
1: That's the only game he's thrown three interceptions. He's had mm. 20 starts, three picks against the Cowboys, two picks against OU, and 13 of those games he either had, he had zero, you know, interceptions. So he's got to he's got to be clean, and they got to bring the pressure on Bowman. You know, they've had uh, eleven sacks the last four games. They've kind of picked up their pass rush, but neither one of these teams are real good in the secondary if you go by the stats. They you know, got some talented people, but the uh, yeah, quarterbacks could really tell the tale. Even though everybody's focused on Gordon and should be, um, these quarterbacks are going to have to bring it. And as far as Gundy having Sark's number, it's just, I think, you know, how pers- teams take their personality from their coach, and I think they do that with Gundy because he's this feisty Bantam rooster. You know, I don't know if you've ever experienced that with him or not, but, uh, he, I, you
0: know, I, I may have some experience, yes. Okay,
1: yeah. But, <laughs> and I think they, they, they don't panic. I mean, I was watching the game Saturday, Jenny, and it's like you show him on television, he's just calm, doesn't really change expression. And uh, so I like their resilience. And considering the bad start, they had to come back, you know, with the record and and be in the Big 12 title game two times in the last three years is very important. And and, and for moving forward, I think Oklahoma State has a real chance to kind of be uh, one of the preeminent powers uh, in the Big 12, along with K-State and probably Utah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Hey, before we let you guys get out of here, let's talk about the vibe around Austin, around uh, Longhorn Nation. Um, obviously, Jerry World, Dallas, lots of Texas fans around. Are you? Ex- I mean, this is obviously Jerry World's getting turned orange because both teams are orange. But is it going to be particularly burnt orange? Do you feel the Texas faithful just really riding this whole thing uh, as far as they can?
2: They better because um, when <laughs> are they going to get back? They're going to be in the SEC next year. I mean, uh, they just are. They're going to be in the SEC next year, and they still got to deal with OU. And those pesky Aggies are going to be on the schedule. So uh, I wrote last week uh, this may be as good as it gets for a while. And I don't expect Mm -hmm. Texas to lay down in the SEC, but there's a whole kettle of worms that they got to deal with moving forward. Uh, We knew, we've known over the years that. Usually, if you beat Oklahoma, you're going to probably get to the Big 12 title game. They could beat OU next season and end up back in the State Farm Independence Bowl for whomever. I don't even know what it's called anymore. So, I want to go
0: to the Pop-Tarts Bowl. That's all I know. Which one? (laughs) Pop-Tarts.
2: That's Orlando, isn't it? It is. Uh, Yeah, me too. (laughs) Me too. I want to go to to that one. uh, I don't know. Which one, Doc?
1: Tequila Bowl. Tequila bowl. Hey, where's mar- that one? Or Margarita Bowl. I just made it up. So
0: I think that's oh. wherever that's wherever Kirk is. That's what
1: <laughs> you go to that bowl every day. Bowls are supposed to be parties, they're rewards, everything. Yeah, I I think yeah. you know what's funny though, Jenny? It's that I wonder if they will not be as fired up as they were last week on Friday night. Packed house, mm. night game, fireworks, senior night, home game—all the stuff with Brett Yormark going on. It was a fever pitch and electric, and obviously everything's on the line on Saturday morning at 11 a.m. But you know, Texas better bring it because I don't know if you know. Everybody was kind of thinking, well, maybe Texas OU. You know, could have the rematch, and they might have even exhaled a little bit because, oh, you beat them this year. Dylan Gabriels, you know, probably the Big 12 quarterback, uh, uh, all-conference quarterback probably. So uh, it's going to be really interesting, and, you know, I wouldn't pretend to say, oh, they're going to be flat, you know, but you wonder, would they be a little overconfident playing a three-loss Oklahoma State team? That
2: would be very
1: dangerous if they were.
2: They, yeah. they know they, better. They almost lost to Houston, Sid. <laughs> yeah, but they, they're they're a product of those lessons. If, they, if they're not up for this game, when are they ever going to be up?
0: Well, and I don't know about you guys, but if Texas wins, my eyes are going directly to the stage where Brett Yormark is going <laughs> to ha- present that trophy to Steve Sarkeesian. I cannot
1: wait. <laughs> he was here last <laughs> week, but he left at halftime, I'm told. Oh. So he didn't Did you get know they put the, the video... Deal.
2: The video of him speaking to Texas Tech boosters, he they put that up on the scoreboard in the fourth quarter.
0: I heard about that.
1: Yeah, he was man. long
2: though. <laughs> Classy.
0: Hey, nothing but fun. All right. Remember you can go find Kirk and said at statesman.com and their podcast on Second Thought has got a guest coming on this week that might be decent. I don't know. I mean Oprah Winfrey we'll
2: is joining us. Um, <laughs> no, but Kirk, I didn't get to tell you. Oprah canceled um oh, so uh, we so get somebody
0: we're,
2: we're, Gail King she canceled <laughs> as well um, so we're getting Jenny Carlson yeah which is, we'll take we'll take that's Jenny over Oprah and Gail any day of the week listen I,
0: I have no I, I have no idea if I could out talk them on fashion or books or anything but I know Oklahoma State football better than they do so I
2: know you do yeah, on it. people
0: can check people can check out you guys but for everybody who joined us this week, thanks to all of you. If this was your first time hearing or watching The Jenny Carlson Show, be sure to subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Also, if you like what you hear, please leave a review and direct all negative comments toward the two guys I was just talking to. Remember, you can find all of my work at selloutcrowd.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.